Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the GRIT Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the host of the show and also the founder and CEO of Sisu, the real estate software company uh, that is really streamlining and automating the entire real estate business. And today I have a special guest. I'm excited about this. We have done a lot on mindset. And we're going to talk about mindset today. We have not done a lot on real estate investing in a long time. And uh, we're going to hit on that as well. But I have a special guest, uh, Rod Khalif with me. Is that the correct pronunciation? Yep, Rod? yep, yep, yep. Thank you. Perfect. Yes. Good. So Rod is, uh, you know, he's made and lost 50 million. I'll start with that. We're going to hear his story <laughs> here in a minute. Congratulations on that one. That's yeah, good. right. I respect anyone that does that. And I know he's building it back up as well right now. So having a lot of fun. So Rod's a business owner, real estate investor, philanthropist. He's an author and he's a podcaster that's been, uh, been going about five years and, uh, has a, a huge number of downloads. So many of you will probably want to jump in and, and get into that podcast as well if you're not familiar with it. So we'll hit on all of those things today. But Rod, why don't we start by just letting you kind of give us your background and sure. uh, how you got to where you are today? Sure, sure, sure. No, no, I appreciate that. So I'm going to go back a ways because it'll lend, I think it'll lend some framework uh, to what we're going to talk about. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother, Albert, and my mother's Vancha. Um, I was born in the Netherlands, Holland, you know, think wooden shoes and windmills. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And I will tell you, when we first got there, we really struggled for years. Um, I remember, you know, eating uh, expired food because that's where my mom bought food at expi expired food store. We got, uh, at, you know, had powdered milk with our cereal in the morning uh, instead of real milk because it was cheaper. And I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school till I lied about my age at Burger King and got a job flipping burgers so that I could buy my own clothes and buy a car ultimately. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've got listeners that may have had it harder than we did, but I'm going to tell you, I, I knew I wanted more. And so luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic and she babysat kids. So we'd have enough money to eat. And, with her babysitting money, she was a bit of an entrepreneur. She actually uh, invested in the stock market. She invested in IPOs with no formal education. She also invested in real estate. And uh, with her babysitting money, when I was 14, the first house she bought was right across the street from us for $30,000. Um, when I was 14, or sorry, 17, um, she told me that, uh, I don't know if I said that right. When I was 14, she bought that house for $30,000. When I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? You made 20,000 and you didn't do anything? And so I said, screw college, I'm getting into real estate. So I went out and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. And I was a broker, I wasn't just an agent. You could actually do that back then with education. They got smart now, you need some educate, some experience before you become a broker. But I was a broker right when I turned 18, I was gonna sell real estate. And so 
you know, my first year in real estate, 1978, I made about, I don't know, maybe eight to 10 grand. My second year, about 10 to 12 grand. But my third year, I made over $100,000, which back in 1980 was pretty decent change. And so what happened between year two and year three that caused me to 10X my income? Well, what happened was I met a guy actually dated his daughter that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology and how truly 80 to 90% of your success in anything is just that your mindset and psychology. And fast forward to today, you know, I've owned over 2000 houses that I've rented long-term in three States. I've owned thousands of apartment units in 2006. My net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you're thinking, wow, that's impressive. And so did I. I thought I was a freaking real estate god. And, you know, my head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And, you know, when that happens, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008. And like you said, I lost $50 million in 2008. And you told me you did as well, which is freaking awesome because I've never met anybody that has. So this is a, you know, I always tell people, if you know somebody's lost that much, let me know. So I feel better about myself. So now I feel better. No, I'm just kidding. But that's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I can do to help you with that mindset. Yeah, appreciate Mindset's that. Appreciate right? that. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, you know, um, I lost it all and I thought I was set for life. And so one of the things that I'm known for, you know, like I said, you mentioned my podcast it's called Lifetime Cash Flow Through Real Estate Investing. And I've, uh, yeah, I've had 11 and a half million downloads. I'm really proud of it. And, um, and one of the things I'm known for is mindset and psychology and, and, you know, the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. And then maybe as important or more important, how to recover from that to the success that I'm blessed to have today. And, and it was all mindset and psychology. So, you know, I'd love to drill down on that with you if you like. Yes, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So uh, anyway, excited to, to dig in. So let's just start with mindset. What I get asked a lot is, you know, how did you recover? So if, if you want, I'll just roll with that question because it's a, it's a, you know, it was, people kill themselves back in the Great Depression and, well, and in well, this last contraction yeah, over I mean, losing, losing that much or less, you know? I mean, let's talk about it. So the market crashes in 08 mm -hmm. and you have, I think you had 2000 plus. I had, back, then, back then I had 800 houses and I had several apartment complexes. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, and so why, why I crashed, let me explain that for a minute, because that's important. People always ask, because let me tell you something. I was only at a 30% loan to value. People thought I was over leveraged. I, I only owed 30 cents on the dollar and I still crashed and burned. And here's why it is, it, it's, it's never about value. It's about cash flow. In fact, I wrote a best-selling book called the, how to create lifetime cash flow through multifamily properties. But the subtitle is the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules being focused on cash flow. Don't tell me what you what it sold for 10 years ago and you can buy it now because that's irrelevant. Yeah. How well does it yeah. cash flow? And, and this is a relevant conversation because I think we're heading into a contraction at some point here. You know, I think this current administration's hell bent on making it happen is what it feels like to me. But be that as it may, we won't go down that rabbit hole. But the but the point is, you know, um, Cash flow is what's most important. And so back then I had those 800 houses. And, and, and so let me, let me explain what happened. They were all in Florida. So, so there's a couple of key pieces here. One, Florida has no state income tax. So property taxes are higher. Okay. Which impacts cash flow, right? And, yeah. and I had uh, properties up and down the Gulf Coast of Florida. Um, so I had properties in wind and flood zones, higher insurance, which impacts cash flow. But what killed me was if I sent a maintenance guy to one of my apartment 
complexes. Everything's the same. The plumbing parts are the same, the electrical parts, the locks, the HVAC, the appliances, um, windows, everything. And so we could stockpile some parts and they're in and out in an hour. Okay. Well, if I had to send someone to one of my 800 houses, first of all, they got to get there. That could be an hour and a half round trip or, or even one way in some cases. I had houses as far as two hours away and they've got to get there, see what's wrong. Every house is different, right? Then they got to go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's where we have an account and that could be an hour round trip. And I don't know about you, Brian, but when Rod's happy ass tries to fix something, usually I go to Home Depot more than once because I forget something or do something wrong. And so, but, and then that happens with maintenance guys as well. And so, you know, what took an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my 800 houses. Now these were C-class houses and that's an important piece here. You know, there's A, B, C, and D houses. D's the hood, A's, you know, primo brand new, but, but these were C-class houses. So, you know, they're older, so they have more maintenance, but also that demographic is harder on properties. So you're going to have a lot more maintenance. And so that really killed my cash flow. But then the, the coup de gras, as it were, is, you know, back then I wasn't paying attention to demographics. You know, if uh, if a person had good credit, if they had good credit, they had, you know, a good job or whatever. I didn't pay attention to demographics. And um, and so what I discovered was I had a lot of, 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 of jobbers, contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, and their work fell off a cliff in 08 and 09. And so they didn't have work. And it was like the perfect storm. And, and you know, what's interesting, Brian, is my portfolio by the end of 2009, in early 2010 actually went upside down. It was worth, it dropped seven, more than 70%. So anyway, I, I threw in the towel and it was very painful. Like I so, said, I thought so what does that, what does that mean? What does that mean? You threw in the towel? Like, well, it means, it means I gave, I, 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 they all went into foreclosure. I had hundreds of foreclosures. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't give up in life. I gave up on that portfolio and I really didn't yeah. give up actually. I just, I actually transformed. I did quite a, quite a few things. I actually built a litigation support company to help people fight foreclosures. I built law firms in five States and, and, and uh, we'd, we'd stop a foreclosure through litigation. Then we had a back office that helped them loan mod and we saved thousands of houses. And it was a business I started that, you know, I sold a couple of years ago and and we literally helped thousands of families save their homes. I hated the business though, because it's just negative. People aren't happy when they're losing their houses and litigation is yeah. no fun and just all that. But, but, but when you're going through it and you feel the pain, you want to solve the problem. And I think well, yeah. like that's how so many businesses are built, right? You, you go through a struggle, you feel the pain. And then you say, I'm going to solve this. And so anyway, I, I think it's great I mean, that you I call them seminars. I call them yeah. seminars, right? I mean, they're only a failure if you don't get back up and you don't get the lesson. And, you know, I've actually built 27 businesses and several have been worth tens of millions of dollars. Most have been spectacular flaming seminars. You know, we fail our way to success, right? You know, I, I got yeah. to meet the, the billionaire owner of Spanx, uh, Sarah Blakely, beautiful human yeah. being, you know, the women's undergarments. And she started yeah. with $5,000 and now she, I think she just sold it actually for a billion, I think I thought several, so I several billion. She was really? worth a billion. She was worth a billion and over a year ago. Yeah. No kidding. Well, there you go. Yeah. So and Black Blackstone just bought it. No, I had heard. Uh, okay. So that's yeah. true. So you've just verified it. I, I wasn't sure, yep. but that's yep. wow. Good for her. She's a beautiful yeah. human being, but I met her at a mastermind and her husband's really cool too, by the way, but, but I met her at a mastermind and she told me that her dad used to tell her or ask her and her brother, you know, on a regular basis, what have you failed at? 
And I thought, what a fantastic question to ask your kids. To, and he'd be, uh, you know, irritated with them if they hadn't tried something and failed. And, yeah. and what a great way to preframe to not fear failure. Because we, fa- as you know, you as well as probably the best person I've ever met, like me, you know, we fail our way to success, right? And, yeah. and, and so uh, anyway, but uh, yeah. So, so, so I want to share a quick story with you. So uh, Sarah Blakely's husband does this thing called, I think it's called 2929. Runs 29. up the mountain. Yeah. So anyway, my, my wife uh, signed me and her up to go do that next summer. Wow. <laughs> it's actually at the Snow Basin one here in Utah. We actually wanted to go up to Canada, but who wow. knows with COVID if we'll be able right. to get into Canada, right? So so anyway, we signed up to do it here uh, next year. So anyway, oh, very I'm cool. excited for that. Yeah, he's a treat. I got to see him speak and, you know, he built that, uh, some, I think, a, a, something to do with planes and, and you know, he's got the long hair. Just they're cool people. They, but anyway, yeah. I digress. But anyway, so how did I recover? So I'll tell you how I recovered. I don't know how you recovered, but I'll tell you how I recovered. Okay, so. I reassociated with what I wanted and why I wanted it. So like, like, you know, I do live events now and, and before you talk about that, can you okay. talk about the pain a little bit? Like, <laughs> yeah, we just have to suffer a little more. Okay. Yeah, I, no, I mean, really, because everyone goes through that. And it's not like you were just like back on your feet no. in a day. I mean, I, I don't know how long it took you to get over that. Well, I but. hid under a rock for a few months, but here's, here's one of the other pieces of, of why I was able to recover quickly is I was in an incredible peer group. So at the time I was in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership and, you know, there were guys there that were killing it through all this crash. And they're like, oh, stop whining, get up off your ass, go make something happen. And, and you know, so so that's one key piece here, guys, those of you listening, peer group is incredible. You show me your three best friends, I'll show you who you are, not just your financial, your relationship, your health, everything, because you are the people you hang out with, as you you know, uh, Brian. So, so, so I was around that group, which really helped a lot. But no, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I was pissing and moaning because I lost everything. And I mean, I was truly thought I was set for life. I really believed that. I thought, you know, 80 million baby boomers getting old, getting cold. Florida was recession proof. Well, it was freaking ground zero for the contraction. And so, but uh, uh, the one thing I'd like to add to that is as long as you blame it on somebody else, it's always going to stay with you. Mm-hmm. But the minute you take the accountability for what happened, because we are accountable for everything that happens in our lives. A hundred percent The minute you take that, now you can move forward. That's it. hundred percent responsibility. It's not your dog, your cat, your spouse. It's you, the good and the bad. You just got to own it. And that's very freeing. And, and, but a lot of people don't, a lot of people, you know, will, will also let it become their story or their identity, you know, and, and it's negative and they, and it disempowers them and they can't move forward. So you got to pay attention to that too. Don't, and, and don't marry the vehicle you're using. Okay. The, like, for example, you may have a, a, a setback and a failure, but you're not a failure. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's that endeavor. Again, I've built 27 businesses and, you know, and most of them haven't made it, but, but we, we become stronger and we grow from those experiences. So, yeah. So, you know, um, if you come to one of my boot camps, for example, one of the first things we do is we do a goal setting workshop on steroids. Okay. And why? Well, for me, that's how I recovered was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted it. But here's the bottom line is how the hell are you going to get anything if you don't know what it is, right? You need to know what it is you want with clarity and why you want it. And so, you know, uh, 
Yeah. And I'm super excited because I finally, I don't know when this will go live, but I've got a boot camp coming in December, uh, December 3rd. And I'm finally able to go live again because I've been, I've been doing a live stream now for, for, you know, ever since COVID hit, I've had thousands of people attend, but it's, it's brutal. Cause you know, it's me for days and I've got my poker faced videographer looking at me. I don't have any of that feedback and that love and, you know, all that from a live event. So I'm super excited. I've got one coming and I'll give your listeners an awesome, you know, that, let me mention something here. You know, I know you have a lot of realtors and brokers and broker team leaders and things like that on your show. And guys, I hope to God you're building some cash flow from something other than your real estate sales. Okay. And you know, if, if you don't go to work or you get sick or you get hit by a car or whatever, the income stops. But if you bought some cash flowing assets, then, then that doesn't happen. And you're in the perfect position to kick butt in what I do, which is like multifamily real estate or real estate in general, buying it and, and renting it out. And I would push you to do multifamily instead of single family. That's the reason I started my podcast was to get that message out there because it was the houses that pulled me down. My multifamily, if I hadn't cross collateralized those apartment complexes with packages of houses to save a few basis points on interest, I would still have those apartment complexes. So, you know, they're, they're, they're much more recession resistant and, you know, multifamily in the, when it crashed, pulled back, I don't know, 10, 11% nationwide. But what was fascinating is within three years, the rents exceeded pre-crash levels. That's how fast it bounced back. And even with this COVID thing, except for the blue states was a blip, you know? So, you know, uh, multifamily is an awesome, awesome uh, vehicle for cash flow. And for you guys that are in the real estate business, for God's sakes, I mean, you know, there's nothing better for you because you're in the perfect position to find the best deals. Um, So again, well, while, you're, while you're talking about that, I have a quick question for you. So multifamily is what you push. That's your message. I, I'd love to get your thoughts on Airbnb. Like I, I know a lot of people now that are making oh, a lot more money with Airbnb and those types of rentals versus somebody's in there, you know, for a year or two, right? Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I'm not an expert in Airbnb. It's an incredible business model. We are going to try it at a couple of our complexes and- you know, and what's interesting is you would think that you would make the real money in the resort areas, but believe it or not, I think they do better like around big employment uh, hubs and, and where people are going to get work and things of that nature. You know, I don't know. I know there's some legis- there's there's a lot of a lot of areas have legislation that that's um, pushed by the hotel industry to try to thwart Airbnb. And I know there's areas that have that have that basically made it impossible. So I, you know, I'd keep an eye on the legislation as far as Airbnb. I met a guy that's killing it with Airbnb and he was brilliant. I met him at another mastermind that I belong to. And he told me that he always has a separate exit strategy. Like he wants to, he wants to know he can break even if he has to long-term hold, he wants to know he can sell, you know, if he has to sell. And so I think if you do it that way and you've protected your back end and have it, have multiple exit strategies, I think it's, it's a no brainer. Okay. Um, So, so yeah, nothing negative to say other than just be careful because I, I do know the hotel industry's got an incredible lobby and they push to, you know, cause obviously it's hurting their, their revenue. So, yes. um, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, my boot camps, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th, it, it's every aspect of multifamily real estate. It's not a sales pitch. I talk about my coaching for about 30 minutes, maybe on one day, but there were other three days, all three days is content. I've had thousands of people attend my virtual and live events. Only complaint mm-hmm. I ever get is the room's too cold or the food sucked or something like that. It's never about the content, but it's, 
you know, I teach you how to find the deals, how to evaluate them, how to pick an area, how to build a team because multifamily real is a team sport. I teach you how to, you know, finance them, how to raise the money for them. And there's so much money looking for deals right now, how to syndicate, how to joint venture, how to, you know, property manage. But I'm known for mindset. I'm going to tell you, I'm really proud of what I'm going to tell you next. My warrior coaching students, the ones that do uh, invest in coaching, I, I know the boot camp attendees have more than this, but my just my coaching students alone, I've been teaching a little over three and a half years, between three and a half and four years, they own 46 to 47,000 units. Okay. And that's how long I've been teaching. I'm really proud of that. But, you know, and, and the reason is, is that I'm such a big proponent on mindset and you come to my event, you will laugh, you will cry, you will be super motivated. You'll, I, you'll create an identity statement. We'll go through goals. And I could describe that goal setting process in about five or 10 minutes, if you like. It's pretty powerful, even if you can't come. But let me just tell you the deal. If you guys want to come, I'll discount it to $197, which is kind of a dub by itself. But I'll also throw in some really cool stuff. I just created a courage and confidence course, which I'm super proud of. And it's uh, it's eight modules just to build your confidence to take action. I've also got my finding deals course, which, which is 10 modules that I'm including as well. So, and I'm going to include my, you know, I've got a best-selling book, number one bestseller, how to create lifetime cash flow through multifamily properties, like I said, and I'll give you the PDF of that and the audio version of that. So, you know, you get the course, the three days in Orlando, which is a cool place to go anyway. But listen, if you come, um, let me tell you how to get that price because it's a special deal. You, you uh, text uh, multifamily to 72345 and then use the code RODFRIEND. And, and you'll get the 197 price. It's almost half price off the what's posted there now. And it's going to go up from there too, but 197 and you'll get those, you know, those courses and stuff. And if you don't, if you come to me Sunday afternoon and you tell me you don't freaking love it, I don't mean like it. I mean, love it. I'll give you your money back. No questions asked. I've never had it happen, but Hey, this is always the first time. But uh, anyway, so again, text multifamily to 72345, or you can go to multifamilybootcamp.com. But if you if, just remember the code rod friend. Anyway, thank you for letting me plug that because I'm really proud of it. You know, um, yeah, you know, and, I, and, I, and the only way, reason I let you plug it is because it's like this is something that everybody in real estate, as you right. mentioned, should right. be doing. Right. Uh, every like, January 1st, they go back, you go back to work. And, and if something happens, God forbid, even, even honestly, honestly, if there's a market correction. You know, I got to tell you, I feel like we're on the edge of something. I mean, I think this administration's hell bent on making it happen, but don't, we won't go down that rabbit hole. But, but, you know, I, I mean, I think that we could, I mean, real estate goes through cycles and we've been in summer for a long time. I really think we're in fall right now and what comes yeah. after fall. Right. So, you know, and if, that happens, you know, if you haven't got a short sale business or some other business to capitalize on a, on a contraction, you're going to be in trouble. And so, but, but here's the other thing, inflation's coming too. It's already started, but here's the caveat to that. Yes, that hurts a lot of people, but who does it help? Landlords. Okay. Because you've got fixed debt and your rents are going to go up. I'm just telling you. So, so there's, there's a plus there. You know, I don't think there's a better hedge for inflation than cash flowing real estate. And I know many of you already have some houses or whatever, but you know, if you want to check out multifamily, I hope you'll check it out. I, I know you'll be glad you did. I promise you, you'll be glad you did. So I appreciate you. So just, just a quick tip here, Rod, why multifamily versus single family? And, and I, I think it's pretty easy, but it's yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've debated versus that. single family. Yeah, I've debated that on podcasts before. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, first of all, scale. 
If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. It's as hard to buy a house as it is to buy a 10 unit, okay? It's the same amount of work, so scale. I just talked to you about the logistics of it, okay? You know, maintenance is so much easier if, if, if you've got the units all close together like that. So, so, and the management is so much easier. You can hire competent third-party management, single-family management. Most of the companies are like a broker that does it on the side. It's usually pretty crappy. Um, and, and it's harder to cash flow. It's much harder to cash flow single-family uh, than it is a multifamily. And if you've got a single-family and it's vacant, you're 100% vacant. You've got a 10 unit and you've got two or three units empty, you can very often still survive quite easily. So, so you know, there's just a lot of reasons why multifamily is better. Now, let's talk about multifamily versus other asset classes, retail, office, industrial, you know, self-storage. I'm going to say this, I'll just tell you this, like through COVID, none of those other asset classes got help, but renters sure did. I've got, we got a few hundred thousand dollars in rental assistance payments from tenants that got it from the government. So, you know, just keep that in mind. And I think it's it's without question the most resilient asset class in the real estate industry, which is why I love it. And, you know, but honestly, at this point, I love teaching more than anything else. I mean, you can see on the wall behind me, I've got literally hundreds of thank you cards. You can't even, the whole wall's covered back here. And, and again, I've only, been, I've been teaching less than four years. And, and so I'm addicted to it because I, I, you know, and this is not ego. Please know what I'm going to say next is not ego, but I, I get love probably at least 10 times a day in the form of a DM or a gift or a card or something from people who've, you know, been, been taking advantage of all the free material I put out there. They've taken action, come to my boot camps, whatever, listen to my podcast and, and made some changes. So, well, here's the, here's the thing I've seen in life. And what year was that, that you were a Tony Robbins platinum partner? Uh, that was actually 2000. Um, yeah. So, so okay. it was a long time ago. No, um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no it was 2008, platinum, right? Platinum was 2008. Yes, correct. 2008. Right. Seven so and eight. Were... Seven and eight. Yeah. So here's something I've noticed. Like I've been through every Tony Robbins event. My wife's been through every Tony Robbins event. People who go through that, there's something about it, but it definitely has an impact on your mindset. It definitely has an impact on you wanting to contribute, right? Definitely has an impact on you wanting to grow constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So growth and contribution being the two things that make us happiest in life. So that's right. You know, that's why you're start. That's that's why you started this, right? No, I mean, no, there's no question. There's no question. I, I mean, you evolve. I, I mean, I, 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 just so you know, I followed him around the planet for 20 years. I've been I've been to two or three events a, a year for 20 years. I'm, I was on his team for eight years. Okay, so I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a huge Tony. And guys, if you have an opportunity to see him, just do it. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. You agree, Brian? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, while he's still talking, get out there and see him for sure. But. Uh, yeah, no, he's impacted every area of my life. And I, I give him kudos of almost every opportunity I can. But um, yeah, so my goal setting strategy is modeled around what he taught in, in his uh, in his in his courses and, and stuff, because, uh, you know, it, again, can you, can, you, can you tell us a little bit more? I mean, is that something we yeah. can dive into a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Now, let me let me let me dissect that real quick for you, because if you can't come to the boot camp, then this will really help. So if you can take some notes, take some notes. So what you want to do is you want to pick an hour when you're going to be in a, uninterrupted and and make sure you're well hydrated while I grab a bottle of water here. And make sure you're well hydrated. Don't do it after a meal when you're sluggish from a meal. And sit down 
and write down everything you could possibly want in life. Okay. So not just the the couple of things that you're going to do for new year's resolution. That's forgotten by February. I'm talking about your whole life, write down all the stuff, the cars, the jet skis, the boats, the planes, the whatever it is, everything, all the stuff, write down how much cash flow you want from your investments in say three years. And again, in 10 years, write, write down how much cash you want in the bank. And, you know, in case your stuff hit the fan fund in three years. And again, in 10 years, write down, and take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality. You want a private island, a jet, a yacht, write it down. Because what that does is it starts the process. It triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system, right? And what that is, is this subconscious filter. You're not conscious of it, but it points you in the direction your brain thinks you're, you're interested in, that you have an interest in. Like greatest examples when you first buy a car. You never really notice them. You buy the car, they're everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were, right? right? So that's your reticular activating system. So take the lid off your brain, write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. If you're analytical, don't stop and analyze it. Just keep writing. You can always scratch it out later, but, but don't let the pen leave the, leave the paper. Once, um, you can't think of another thing. I want you to also write down everything you want to do in this lifetime, write a book, um, you know, climb every mountain over 14,000 feet, the places you want to visit. I've got a travel vision board, for example. Um, you know, I, I jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that a couple of years ago. I'll never freaking do it again, but it's off the bucket list, right? <laughs> so whatever it is you want to do, write that down as well. Then, you know, also write down everything you want to learn in this lifetime. You want to learn a foreign language. You want to learn a skill, right? If it's multifamily, for God's sakes, come see me. But whatever it is, write that down. Then lastly, write down who you want to help. We'll do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. And this, guys, this is the fuel. This is the fuel to get you to get up early, stay up late, work a Saturday, to grind a few years like most people won't, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't, okay? So so take your time with this. It's so freaking important. So write down who you want to help. Like, for example, I bought my parents a house here on a canal when my dad was alive. Bought them a car, took them on cruises. Who do you want to help? Write that down. Then... Um, once you can't think of another thing, I want you to put a time limit on each goal. Put how many years you think it's going to take to achieve it. So put a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20, recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10, 20 years. I'll give you an example of this. When I was 18, I lived in Denver, of course, but I knew I wanted to live on the beach and there's no beach in Denver. So, you know, I would visualize the palm trees and the surf and the sand and you know, 20 years later, I built this $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach. I owned the beach on one side. I had my boats on the backside. It was a Gulf to Bay thing. And, and it was unthinkable when I was where, eight. Where was it? In Sarasota here. Yeah. Sarasota. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but again, that was unthinkable when I was 18. And, but I, but I, but I visualized, I made it happen. So there's nothing you can't do, be, or have in this country. That's the beautiful thing about living in this amazing country we live in. So um, once you've put a time limit on each goal, pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal, when you get it, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing that you know, you've arrived when you achieve that goal, write that on a separate sheet of paper, then take your top three, one-year goals, put those on a separate sheet of paper, leave some room in between them. Now, at this point, you're ahead of 99.9% people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution, like I said, that's that's forgotten within a month or two. But there's a couple more quick steps. 
I now I want you, the goals are important. The goals will push you, they'll pull you, they'll drive you, but it's it's why those goals are a must. That's the real fuel. So you need to write down under each goal why it's an absolute freaking must for you to achieve it. So, and use emotionally charged words. Words are incredibly powerful. You know, words like amazing and beautiful and incredible because words will juice you. So you might say, so I can show my kids what amazing success looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to live a life of incredible abundance. So we can have unlimited freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever, we, whatever it is, whatever's going to juice you, write that down. Okay. This is really important. And those of you that are analytical, you can't do this in your head. If you're in your head, you're dead. You've got to write it down. Okay. Now, once you've got a, some positive reasons why you must achieve those goals, put some pain in there if you don't. So, so I don't feel like a failure. So I don't, fail my kids. So I don't fail my wife or husband. So I don't live a life of regret. You know, Brian, there was this nurse in Australia. She was a hospice nurse. And um, she, so she took care of patients when they were about to die. And she, uh, she asked him a question. And the question was, do you have any regrets? And she wrote a book about it. Her name is Bronnie Ware. And it's called the five regrets of dying. You know what the number one regret was? It was not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. I can't think of anything worse than that. Right. And so so, that's why uh, you and I have felt so much. That's that's right. (laughs) You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. So so you've got your positive, negative reasons why the last thing you must do is you must get pictures of your goals or make declarations. Let me give you some examples of this. So um, a great public example is Jim Carrey. Okay. Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, wrote himself a check for $10 million. Uh, You know, the actor, the comedian is who I'm talking about here. And for those of you that are millennials, a check is something we used to use to pay for things. Uh, now it's, of course, Zenmo or whatever, Zillow or whatever. But anyway, so he wrote himself a check and he'd go up by the Hollywood sign, flat broke, and he'd look at it and visualize cashing it. And that's how much money he made for Dumb, uh, for dumb and Dumber. I'll give you more so, recent so, uh, do you Do you know that uh, I heard that story maybe 10 years ago? Yeah. Ever since then, mm-hmm. I carry a check in my wallet for $2 billion. No shit. I've got a, yeah. I've got a, hold on. I've got a sign on my wall here. I don't know if you can see it. It says 1 million per month. Can you see that under my window there? Yes. This stuff yes. works guys. Okay. I'm just telling you, I know some of you analytical ones are, come on, get on with the real estate stuff. This is more important than the real estate stuff. Trust me on this. Yeah. Okay. I've got you, you a sign. Say, you say it's 80 to 90% mindset, but I, personally, I believe it's a hundred percent mindset because without the mindset, you're not going to do it. That's right. I I've got a sign above my bed that used to say a hundred thousand uh, a month. And, and my wife hated it. Now, of course, it says a million a month and she hates that one too, but, but it, because it works, okay? But anyway, so get pictures. Uh, Demi Lovato is another great example. So 11 years ago when she was unknown, posted on social media, one day I'm going to sing the national anthem in the Super Bowl, one day. Yeah. Oh, not this last one, the one before. See who sang the national anthem. I'll give you some personal examples for me. And please know I'm not bragging with these examples. These I'm just hoping to inspire you. Okay. Uh, this stuff doesn't even interest me anymore, but I'm hoping to inspire you. So when I got my broker's license, I figured I had to have a Ford or a car to show houses, right? And so I bought this bone ugly gray Ford Granada, piece of crap, bench seat in the front. But then I, the guy I told you about that first taught me about mindset, Tony was after that, uh, was uh, I dated his daughter and he had two Corvettes and he let me drive one. And I'm like, oh, good God, this is freaking amazing. So I got a picture out of a magazine, this is before the internet, of a Corvette. I put it on the visor 
of this bone ugly Granada within a year or two had a beautiful Corvette in. Now, this is back when the TV show Magnum P.I. was out. OK, detective um, and uh, who's the actor? Tom Selleck. And he Tom drove Selleck, this. Yeah. And he drove this Ferrari 308. It was the first time I'd seen an exotic. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got a picture of that actual car out of a magazine, put on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two out of Maserati looked just like it. Last example. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I mean, I had pictures that, you know, uh, Lamborghinis growing up. And what's funny is my son collected models of exotic cars. He had like uh, 30 or 40 of them when he was nine years old, the McLarens and the Porsches and the Ferraris. And he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting. In fact, let me show you something. So this is my planner. Okay. It's on today. Uh, uh, Friday the 29th. In the back of this thing are pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Okay. So if you can't see this, if you're on iTunes, I'm showing pictures that have, they're in plastic. They've literally been in here for 20 years. It used to be a daytime or luckily the holes lined up, but, but it's Franklin Covey now. And the first pictures are my gratitude pictures. Why? Because everything you want in life comes from gratitude. This is the core emotion to get what you want in life. Okay. So these are pictures of my, my kids are 30 and 26. These are pictures of when they were babies and kids, right? Then I've got pictures of the things that I wanted. This top picture looks just like the house on the beach that I built. I had 10 foot high glass like that, but together travertine floors like that. Um, and I lost that house in all the craziness. Okay. But now I live in a compound and you can see the bottom pictures there, how the, uh, they have, you see the white stone walls in those two pictures. This is yes. a picture of my backyard. See the stone wall behind me. Is that freaking crazy? Yeah. Now, what's funny is I lost that house and all the craziness. Now I have this compound. I've got six buildings. I've got a big main house, two bedroom guest house on the water. I just saw my daughter on the camera. She's staying there right now. I've got a media building with a video studio I built because I had to go virtual. I've got exercise facility, theater room. I mean, it's really nice. But because God's got a sense of humor, my old house that I lost is right across the bay. It's right out my backyard. It's hilarious. But uh, anyway, and then I've got, you know, pictures in here of stupid stuff that I thought was important. I, you know, I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches and the Lamborghini before I ever got it. You know, and again, none of this stuff may interest you guys, but replace it with what does. OK, yeah. the Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all the stuff that I got because I had pictures. So get pictures, put them around you, put them on your screensaver, do vision boards. I've got multiple vision boards. Why? Because it freaking works. Yeah. So thank you. The, yeah. Like I 100 percent. I wanted you to dig into that because I think that's the most important thing anybody can do. Here we are, October, getting ready to end the year strong, I hope, or you may just be getting ready to take two months off for the holidays. No, uh, no, work for me. Right? Buddy. I, I, right? I mean, it, the, there are two different, two different people there. Which one of those are you going to be, right? Yeah. So uh, start with the gratitude. Uh, can I share one thing before I yes, forget? It's really, it's really important, okay, as it relates to goals. So I told you about that house I built on the beach, right? And, and, and I mean, this place was spectacular. 12-foot wide waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool, giant spiral staircase up through the middle of the house with carved iron around it and, you know, elevator, wine cellar. Uh, I mean, just spectacular. And in fact, the, the second floor, I built aquariums around the staircase cost me almost 200 grand. So this gives you an idea of the house. So I worked for this thing for 20 freaking years. Okay. Two months after I moved in 20 years, two months, two months after I moved in, I'm floating in the pool at night 
and I'm, it's changing colors. It's got fiber optic lighting. And I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is really what it was. I built this house to prove the world I was good enough. And, you know, when I, when I got, got thrown into school at six years old, I got beat up in school a lot. I found out what bullies were. I got, you know, I, I things happen that every kid has happened. I got humiliated on a playground by some girl I had a crush on. And I used to think that I wasn't good enough. And so, you know, this is how I was showing the world I was good enough. I built this freaking house. And I'm looking up at this thing and I got depressed and I don't mean just a little depressed. I mean, I was really depressed. I'm like, what the hell? I've just achieved success like times a thousand. I've got the Maserati in the garage at the time, Benzes and boats and jet skis and all the crap. But I was depressed, beautiful family in the house, beautiful, incredible home. And I was depressed. And so there were several things going on. This is really important. I want to share before we cut off here. One was if you're going to achieve a big goal, for God's sakes, have other goals lined up behind it. Because like the good book says, without a vision, the people perish and you've got to have a vision for the future, right? Secondly, um, it's never about the goals. You know, they say the happiest days of boat owner's life, the day they buy it, the day they sell it. It's never, but you need the goals to push you and propel you. But it's, 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 it's about progress and growth. Happiness comes from progress and growth. It's like, what the hell am I going to do now to grow? And so that was the second thing. But the big thing that I wanted to share is... You know, I had been totally focused on me, rod, 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 show the world I matter, show the world I'm good enough. Right. And and so I went out, you know, I was like, man, I don't want to sit on a couch and work through this. So I went out and bought some books. I got Dale Carnegie, Andrew, you know, uh, I got uh, Napoleon Hill and I got a Tony book. Right. This is when I first introduced to Tony. I got his Unleash the Power Within. And I, I got about halfway through that. I didn't even finish the book. I'm like, man, I like this. So I went and saw him live. And I saw that he fed families for the holidays, you know, his basket brigade. I'm like, what a concept. Do something for someone else. And yes. I'm embarrassed to say I had to be 40 to get that memo. But I called my brother because I was going to see him for Thanksgiving. And I said, we're going to feed five families. So he called his church, said, who really needs help? Third family changed my life. You know, we got toys for the kids. We got this a single mom with, with five kids. She lived in a one bedroom, wasn't even a one bedroom, it was a crappy one bedroom because she had to walk through the bedroom to get to the kitchen. But she was in there with five kids. She comes out and she sees the frozen turkey. She sees the food. She sees the toys. She starts crying. Her kids come out. The older ones start crying. I start crying and I'm freaking hooked. And 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 please know what I'm going to share with you now is not ego. I, there's a message here. So stay with it. Okay. I've now fed over 110,000 kids for the holidays. I've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies to local kids here. It's astounding. We live in the greatest freaking country on earth and they don't have the basic supplies for school. Tens of thousands of teddy bears for officers, local officers to keep in their cars if they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And the reason I bring this up is, you know, Brian, you, you and I know we've been taught to believe you must achieve to be happy, right? We have this mindset that, that you, you know, you got to achieve. You want to be happy, achieve to a certain level to be happy. I'm going to tell you, if you give back, you are happily achieving. So you might be listening to me saying, okay, yeah, I'll do it when I have the money. I'm going to tell you, don't do that. Find a cause right now, be it children like me or the elderly or the environment or animals or whatever the hell it is and give right now. Why? Because you'll be happily achieving. It's Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. Achievement is a science. You want to learn multifamily. I will give you the blueprint and the map and, and you just do what I say and you will be a success. I just interviewed a guy earlier today, to, you know, $4 million with assets in one year. You, you, the blueprint is there. That's a science, but fulfillment is an art. You've got to figure out what you're passionate about and give to that now. And I'm going to tell you, when you do that, you'll be happily achieving. And, more, and as importantly, the success is going to come faster because that's the way God of the universe works. Whatever you give, you get back tenfold. You agree with me, Brian? 
Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Yes. We all we all know that to be true. Right. Right. The one thing you said is let's do it today. Right. Don't wait. Right. Because the sooner you do it, the sooner you get growth and contribution are what right. make you. Those, happy. those are the two most important. And, and gratitude. Right. Gratitude. Everything yeah. starts with gratitude. Yeah. And so make sure you make sure you do that. Um, the one thing I'd like to just sum up here, Rod. I've loved our time together. I can oh, spend, thank you, bro. I can thank spend you. days and weekends with you. Uh, Likewise. I already. The one thing I just want to point out, like now's the time, you guys, you, you're listening to this podcast today. You've heard a great message here and like act on it. It'll change this year. It'll change next year and it will change your life forever. That's all I say. Yeah. Let me, let me give some resources here, uh, some free resources. So my website has a ton of free stuff on it, books, articles, videos, just go to realestatewithrod.com. Cause my name is hard to spell. Rod Cleef is the name of the site.com. But if you go to realestatewithrod.com, it'll point there. It'll take you there. Tons of free stuff. Um, I also have the largest multifamily Facebook group on the planet. Um, if you go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that, to that group. But listen, if you can come to the boot camp. For God's sakes, if you if you can make it, you I promise you'll be glad you came. Text multifamily to seven two three four five and remember the code Rod Friend. You get those two courses in my book immediately, so you can get started. If you listen to my podcast, that's a great way to get started as well because some of the content I'll be covering, you know, it'll help demystify that. Um, so will you, will you tell us again what, what your podcast is? Yeah, it's so called Lifetime ca- Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties. And, uh, you know, I'm usually, if you put in real estate as one word, I usually come up in the top three or four, but but Lifetime Cash Flow Through Multifamily Properties, you'll really enjoy it. Even if you're not going to do multifamily and you just want to get juiced, you're on your way to a listing appointment, pull that up and listen to one of my Own Your Power clips and I'll juice you. There's music and I it's five minutes and I, and I promise you to be motivated and juiced after you listen. And I I've got hundreds of them on there. It's my, I, I, it's one thing I just absolutely love doing. So I hope you'll check that out. Brian, I really appreciate you having me on, brother. Thank you. Hey, and I appreciate hey, Rob, you. I, I feel blessed. Ready. I feel blessed. My life has been blessed just spending this hour with you. So thank, thank you, you so much for joining. And uh, everyone, thanks for joining the show. Really appreciate you guys listening. And this is the kind of people we get when you guys listen to the show. So please go give us a rating and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you so much, Rod. Be well, buddy. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your set of fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.